Welcome to the Cozy Cozy Podcast. We're here to create comfort along the entrepreneurial journey and really the life journey. Join us for inspiring, dynamic conversations that make the arduous process of venturing out into the unknown feel more doable because we believe in making the impossible possible. We hope you'll join us as we play in the infinite. So pull up a seat, grab a blanket, let's get cozy. Welcome back to the Cozy Cozy Podcast. I am back in the States and so excited to be here. To be honest, I thought I would record with ease out there in New Zealand given just how long I was there. And I was in a very small house and with very little personal time or alone time or a quiet place to record. So I didn't want a recording to have a lot of background noise. And I also am glad I took a break because I had a lot of time and ideas to come up, to come back with. And being in the void with it was really, um, what's the word? Not only informative, but supportive. So I'm back and today I wanted to share just a personal share about New Zealand and about my experience there, about my own life and where I find myself in space and time, and then give a little bit about content versus context. And I will share, uh, we'll get to the content versus context part at the end, but I will share that on that note, you know, so much of this podcast has covered this idea of content versus context with patterns and habits and limiting beliefs, but I realized I late at night in New Zealand that I don't have an episode about content versus context. So very excited for you guys to listen to that. And if you're a client who is out in the future listening to this for the content versus context lesson, you can fast forward through my life life update about New Zealand, but I promise to keep it rather short if you're curious to listen. So if you don't know, uh, my name's Garrett. I'm the host of this podcast. I have been the host for over four years now, and I got engaged at my two-year anniversary of knowing my now husband, January 28th of 2019. Planning a summer wedding felt a little too fast for 2019, so we planned for July of 2020, which was, little did we know, would be a pandemic. Pushed it back a year, pushed it back a second year because we had a baby, and we just got married in July of 2022 and we were not really going to do a honeymoon we stayed out in colorado after our wedding for a week to just enjoy the come down off of the big event and then in september my stepmom shared that she and my dad were going to new zealand which i'm going to get to kind of their connection to new zealand in a moment and that we should come and or she was like would you guys be interested and i was like wait that could be our honeymoon because the reason we really weren't going to do a honeymoon is because while it would be great to go to Europe, I didn't want to leave Declan for two weeks and I didn't want to go to Europe for anything less than that, but I also did not want to bring an almost two-year-old to Europe. So I was like, well, then we're just not going to do it. But then thinking through the the potential of going to New Zealand with my stepmom and my dad's help and my stepmom's mom, we call her Grammy, being there, we'd have all these extra hands to help. We'd get to go off and do mini trips and things like that. So it just all kind of worked which is really nice so we decided to make it happen and we ended up instead of going for a basically two full weeks we ended up turning it into three weeks um, and it took us a week to get out there because we stopped in LA for a work trip with my dad 
And so we were gone a month and it was a whirlwind and also the best thing that I've experienced in a really long time. So I'm going to get into that. But first, I thought it would be fun, we're, you know, five minutes in, to share some interesting facts about New Zealand. Um, and these aren't like facts, like just like, I don't know, geography or history facts, because that doesn't interest me. These are just things I picked up on about there, about New Zealand. So when we got there, you guys know me, I'm a coffee, caffeine addict. And I'm like, hey, so coffee in the morning, like, do you guys have a coffee maker? My stepmom's like, no, we use instant coffee here. And I was like, that's an interesting thing to say. Like, they don't do that at home. Like, why do they just like make instant coffee in New Zealand? And I was like, that's so weird. Like, I'm like, you guys don't have a machine? They're like, no, we have like a French press somewhere. So I bought real coffee at the store to use the French press, and then it was kind of gross. So I was like, I'm going to try your instant coffee stuff. And they're like, okay, cool. And they had a hot water tap in their house. And so it was really good. And like, that's a thing there. So you'll find that people are either drinking like espresso or lattes or at home or like at maybe like a cottage or we did a bed and breakfast they had like a tin of you know freeze-dried instant coffee that we used I'm like oh this is such a weird fact about New Zealand that like they don't really do drip coffee I'm not saying that nobody does it I'm just saying that was my experience um and then the second thing was there is a very big egg shortage there it may also be coming our way I'm not sure I know a lot of Farmers are talking about how, excuse me, I'm like famished. Um, they're losing, their, their chickens are laying fewer eggs. So I didn't eat that many eggs in New Zealand, which is weird for me because I usually eat eggs every day. And they had, first they had like a, only one thing of eggs per family visiting the store. And then a couple days there were just no eggs. So that was pretty wild. Um, New Zealand is very liberal. Um, I would say more than three times people asked us about, you know, how bad Trump is and made jokes about make America great again. And I'm not here to talk about my political stance at all. I just thought it was really interesting that they had such a dis like their vantage point on America was kind of what we probably all thought it was when we experienced having Trump there. Like what must people think of us? Cause he was so out there and, and uh, eccentric in all the ways that he was. And so it was just interesting for them to like, someone made a joke about people in New Zealand wearing MAGA hats and someone made a joke about, I don't even remember, but there were just a lot of jabs at us as Americans in reference to him, which was weird. Um, what else? Um, it's a very, I feel like it's a very kid forward. Like there were two parks on the lake. So we stayed in Wanaka. I'm going to get to like our lodging and all of that in a second, but I just thought we'd do these fun facts. There were two different parks within a half mile of each other that you could walk from one to the other. So it was not uncommon for us to take Declan to two different parks in one morning. In fact, most mornings we'd go to the far park. He'd do the slide once, then run down by the river because he's a nature boy. And then we'd throw rocks in the river for a while. And then we'd go to the toddler park on our way home and play there. So just thought that was interesting. There are tons of babies, tons of strollers, tons of really cool vehicles and bikes and tricycles and things for kids. Like there was a kid's race. They had this very famous Ironman race going on when we were there one of the weekends and they had a special section of it for kids. Um, so I just felt like it was very kid forward and I really liked that and very community based. Everyone knows each other. 
by the end of you know three weeks there i saw like someone from my favorite coffee shop at the grocery store we ran into my dad's house manager at dinner i saw one of the guys that works at now i'm kind of explaining the situation with my dad but one of the my dad owns a power sports store in new zealand one of his salesmen mitch i saw him like when i was walking out from dinner one night so it's like it's a small town which is really cool so dehydrated coffee egg shortage very liberal very family friendly and then the next and last point is just kind of to that community small town vibe is that you feel like you go about 10 years back in time you don't really see a ton of people scrolling on their phones you see people talking to other people people talk to you even when you're not a part of their group or their party um like we were sitting outside a coffee shop and this guy walking by recognized my stepmom and he was one of my brother's friends my brother used to live in new zealand and like talking to us and he's like come by i'll give you the the, uh, the family and mates discount and rates or family and mates rates that's what he called it and you know just talking and just he was on no time crunch he wasn't in a hurry he talked to us for like 30 minutes like no one's in a hurry people actually don't work that much <laughs> and um not, not that it sounds like a very blanket statement but there's just talk about people needing more breaks people needing more holidays people going into work later um and it's just a slower pace of life and what's funny is i was there 10 years ago when i graduated college i was only in wanaka for like two days but I remember going to the grocery store and my dad having like a deep conversation with um, the like person checking us out and being like, this would not happen in Chicago, which is where I was like living at the time. So it was just really cool experience. It's very grounded. And I don't know if it's the mountains or the beautiful lake there or if it's just New Zealand, but like very chill, natural vibes. And then this is just always one more like fun little fact is that like everyone's barefoot all the time. Granted, it was summer but it just seemed like kids were barefoot in the grocery store the first day i saw someone walking into a restaurant barefoot i went into a restaurant in my bathing suit and an oversized t-shirt for lunch one day um it's just super chill that's like the best way to describe it super chill super casual like i brought a lot of like nicer outfits i wore two of them otherwise it's just like play clothes like you feel like you're a kid again so those are my little fun takes so i'll give you the backstory my dad traveled there when he was in college he worked on a fruit farm um he took my mom there as part of their extended honeymoon he fell in love with new zealand he's just randomly obsessed with new zealand so he wanted to buy a bunch of land there as sort of like one of his midlife goals and when he was about able to afford it he realized you could only buy so, so many they call them hectares instead of acres um if you're not a resident so he wanted to start the process of becoming a resident and then um he ended up having to take over my grandfather's business we're just getting real personal here and uh he ended up not being able to start that process till after my brother was born in 2017 so they did a certain amount of days over three years to become dual residents and then he could buy more land and in that process he built a house out about 30 minutes outside of Wanaka and they needed a house to live in while they were doing that so they bought a house in town in Wanaka which is where we were staying where you can kind of walk to all the parks and walk downtown and you walk everywhere which is super cool and so um 
that and then he opened a business there and i think that also helped him get residency but i'm not sure technically so he started a small motorcycle store it grew really fast people are really into motorcycles there and there's really no there's just a huge void in the market so people are driving from two hours out to come to this motorcycle power sports store they sell boating equipment boat you know there's a big lake there there really wasn't any one big store to get these boats or water jet skis in atvs stuff like that so he just found a really good void in the market so my experience in being in new zealand was much more homier than just you know a random honeymoon trip because they were very grounded in a home all of their neighbors brought us food they brought us fresh lettuce they brought us homemade jam they brought us these ginger bars they the kids are running in the house just walking in to see my little brother um it's just people were jumping out of their cars to run up and hug my stepmom that they missed i mean it was just such a beautiful small small knit community and that was really cool to see. And then bumping into people that I got to meet through my dad's work also made it feel much more at home than, you know, again, just a, being a tourist somewhere. So that was really cool. And it felt like the beginning of something new. And you guys know me being super spiritual. I was like, you know what? I'm going to look up my astrocartography. I've never checked New Zealand. And sure enough, my sun line goes about right through the South Island, about two hours north of Wanaka, which happens to be Mount Cook, which is where Jeff and I did one of our first overnights. So if anybody out there wants a guide to New Zealand on the South Island, let me know. You're definitely going to want to plan your trip in January, February, or March because that is their summer and you'll have really good weather and if it were me, I would do the South Island and I would stay in Wanaka and travel from there, uh, but that's just me. So um, if you wanna see some of the things I've done, you could always look at my Instagram. I'm not gonna rehash all the places I went, but what I found interesting is just, again, that my sunline, which is really describes like the essence of who we are, how we feel connected to ourselves. Like I, I essentially like one night was looking through old posts of mine. I felt like I was doing a life review of who I've been over the last 10 years since I had been there last time. The whole essence of, of not really doing your, I don't, I blow dried my hair like two or three times the three weeks we were there. Um, just being in and out of lakes and in and out of nature and hiking and being near animals and it was summer so the doors and windows were always open like I felt so much more grounded and connected to nature than I've been in a really long time and not really doing a ton of makeup being in play clothes all day I just felt like connected to my inner child and just connected to like I got this is a really interesting analogy I forget if it was Anna Bridget who's been on the podcast before Anna Shookum, um, or someone else that she referred me to, but they said that when we live in the front of our body, it's very masculine. And when we live in the back of our body, like the back half, like imagine kind of sitting back that you're living more in your feminine. And I live so much of my life looking at my literal face, like doing my makeup, being on zoom, like initiating meetings to build a business and the only time in my life that I had ever thought about being in the back of my body and being in that back half and being in my feminine was when I snowboard because you're literally like behind your goggles and your helmet and like layers. So like I, and I, you know, you're flowing down the mountain and it's very carefree and feminine. Um, but when I reflect back on my time in New Zealand, I really do feel like I was more in my feminine and just, you know, we, Jeff and I had planned three overnights, one to Queenstown, one to Glen Orkey, and one to Mount Cook. And sorry, I'm chewing again. This is the real deal, guys. <laughs> um, 
when I thought about, you know, okay, well, it's kind of expensive to do a ton of overnights. You know, these are kind of the three big ones. And there's a couple things that my stepmom had suggested we do around Wanaka, like mountain biking or going out on the lake or paddleboarding. You know, we didn't really know what we didn't know about Wanaka. So, so many days we woke up being like, let's just hang around the house and play with Declan and relax. My stepmom would be like, oh, let's go to the blue pools today. And then we'd go drive out and adventure there. Hey, your dad's going to take you down the river paddleboarding. That was a fun adventure. Oh, let's go check out the natural wave that's man-made in a river that you can surf. Like all these crazy fun things that I didn't initiate or expect that my parents helped orchestrate. That was a huge, huge gift. So anyway, that was a really interesting observation of being more in my feminine. Um, I can say since we've been back, Declan keeps saying, Mama, home, home. <laughs> because when we were at the park in New Zealand, I'd be like, okay, let's go home. And we'd go back to the house we were staying at. And today, he was, and last night he couldn't sleep. He goes, Mama, home, lollipops. That's what he calls my uh, dad and stepmom. And I think he's, a, safe to say, he's obsessed with New Zealand. So it was just a really beautiful way to remember and be reminded that our reality is just one of infinite potentials. There's a reality where I live and work in New Zealand and I got to see that. I got to feel into that. Is that what I am going to choose? Probably not because a lot of my family is not going to live in New Zealand. I don't want to live away from most of my family, right? But being there and working from there, Jeff working from there, realizing this isn't far off the you know list of potentials this could happen and seeing what life would be like on a completely different routine with completely different levels of child care with a completely different like you can feel the energetic shift when you land in New Zealand it feels I will say this till the day I die it feels like landing on another planet it literally feels like that not only is the landscape different but the energy is just so different. And anyone who's traveled abroad can attest to being in London or France or Germany or wherever. I'd be like, oh, it feels a little different here. And I, I feel that most intensely in New Zealand. Um, and that, to me, allows me to feel into how it affects my personal energy. And do I like that shift in my personal energy? What is that What is that shift like? So I, I encourage everyone not to just like run off to New Zealand or take a vacation, but if vacation is not available to you right now, do something to shift your routine and just see what happens. Take a different route home from your kid's gymnastics class. Like I literally do this sometimes. Go to a coffee shop and have coffee with a journal instead of jumping into more emails one morning like try something different because i just feel like i was flooded with downloads and ideas and inspiration and just other uh, the best way to say it is other potential realities that exist for my human in this lifetime that are so hard to see comprehend or feel into when you're sitting in your desk in the same house on the same schedule in the same meetings week after week after week and i think it's good for the system uh, i think it's good mentally i think it's good emotionally one of the things that, that was really profound for me was noticing some old pattern thoughts coming up around friends and friendships that 
kind of fell apart during the pandemic that was really scarring and sad to me and I thought I had worked through it and then when New Zealand is like a very quiet space and I'm in a slower pace of life I was like oh wow these thoughts are still there it's almost like the noise got quiet enough in my brain to like hear the subconscious thoughts that were still swimming and I'm like oh my gosh I can't believe those are still there so it's really interesting to get in touch with the part of your brain that's really running the show when you can quiet the noise. So that is my summary on New Zealand. Um, if anyone, like I said, wants some recommendations, shoot me an email. My email is always in the show notes. Happy to send you some of the places we went, some of the things I would or wouldn't do. And if you're ever in New Zealand, Wanaka specifically, let me know because i um, I could get you in touch with my dad if he happens to be there or if you need any power sports equipment, like, let us know. Um, So that was that. And one of the things that came up in an entrepreneurial um, accountability group that I'm hosting um, and also a client call and then also with myself was just very loud and clear was this idea of content versus context. So content is the who, what, when, where, why of a situation, right? It's like, um, I don't know. There's a bear in my backyard that's brown and it's making me feel really scared and I don't want to hurt the bear, but I don't want it to hurt me. And my backyard, you know, I live in New Hampshire. The bear came out of the forest, right? Okay, I'm just, just giving you a little scene here. The context being, there's something that could hurt me, near me, right? So let's say that, you know, Jeff shoes the bear away. Bear goes away. It's no longer an issue. And all of a sudden, there's a feral cat that's about to get me and Declan in the front yard. And so it's like the context, the content's different. It's a cat. It's the front yard. It's feral cat. It's going to get me and Declan. But the context is something could hurt me. Something is in my presence that could hurt me, right? I'm giving some very literal literal examples for you. And sorry, that was kind of a quick segue, but here we go on to content versus context. Whatever con the context is, is your pattern, it are your limiting beliefs, is the subconscious at work, right? So the context of something will filter through all areas of life and it will continue to show up in your life with different content until you get the lesson. It is not uncommon for clients to come back to me and they're like, you know, Garrett, I loved working with you. You know, I'm just making this up for an example, but like, let's say they're like, oh, my relationship was vastly improved and my that impacted my home life, which impacted my stress and my body feels better and you know, everything was great, but, you know, I want to work with you again because I know you do money mindset and I've just, I'm just in such a a struggle with money right now and I really want to work on that, right? So the the content is money. It's not about the relationship and the home life and the stress on the body. Content's different. The context, more often than not, is exactly the same. If the context for the first story, content, if you will, was I'm not good enough, 
I'm worthless. My partner thinks I'm worthless. They don't treat me well enough, but they're not treating them well enough because deep down this person's limiting belief is I'm worthless. And then they manifest someone that's making them feel worthless to validate, you know, their belief of self. Then, okay, let's bring that exact same context over to money. And it's always easier to see when you're the outsider, but I'd be like, okay, well, the situation is the same. You're not being paid enough because you created a reality where you're not paid well because deep down the context is I'm worthless, <laughs> right? So context is, in other words, your limiting beliefs, like I said, your subconscious beliefs, uh, your patterns, the things that it's like the circuitry in your brain that's going to keep running the show. The content is always going to change. You're going to get older. You're going to change houses. You're going to, you know, I heard an example on TikTok the other day about someone like, do you ever move to a new place or go to a pristinely clean hotel and feel like you just create a mess in like two seconds, even though it was clean? It's like because, you know, more likely than not, you were imprint if you were imprinted with chaos as a kid and growing up, your house was super messy. It's like your body wants to create mess around you because that's circuitry in the brain. That's the pattern. That's the water you're used to swimming in. So you're going to create that environment wherever you go because it's literally imprinted in you or otherwise it's imprinted in your subconscious or in other words, your circuitry. So it doesn't matter if consciously you're like, oh, but this is such a clean place and I really want to keep it clean. It's like because sub, the subconscious runs the show until you crack it open and realize what's going on there. And it's always, it's not always funny, fun to excavate. It's not always sexy to excavate, right? So you will continue to do that pattern until you decide to break it based on a lot of conscious awareness and rewiring of the brain, which is basically what I do in a nutshell with clients. And there's so many ways to go about it, whether that's hypnosis or plant medicine or just a lot of coaching and therapy. Again, it's all possible, but step one is understanding when you're in the content. One of the biggest things, like I had a breakthrough with a client once where she wanted to tell me about her sister and why she was allowed to be upset at sister and all the things the sister had said, but you can't tell me that that wasn't me. This person was just like very hysterical. And I was like, I am not here to tell you to be, you know, the shoulder to cry on about what was said by your sister because I don't want to go into the story because then it's just going to fire out. And we've talked about this on the podcast before, guys, right? We've There's literally an episode called Stories, Why They Serve and what, Why They When They Serve and Why When They Don't. I said, because that is just going to fire off the same you know, chemical cocktail that's going to make you feel sad and validate I am sad and sister is mean. But ultimately, what is underneath that? If you're always looking for, if you have unresolved issues with a person, a place, or a thing, you are going to find content to validate that belief. So an example I always get is, um, or give, is if my limiting belief is I'm fat, right? It literally used to be. And my husband says, that's not my favorite shirt on you. Because I always ask him, what do you think about this? Or do you like this outfit? If he goes, if he were to say to, you know, 23-year-old me, oh, that's not my favorite shirt, I would have probably said, oh, that's just because I'm fat. And the shirt makes me look fat, doesn't it? And I would bring it back to that. Like, I would take just neutral content and make it verify or turn into a story validating my context, my belief about myself. Whereas now, if he was like, that's not my favorite, I'd be like, oh, I know, you don't really like rompers, or you don't really like, 
bows on clothes or you don't like this color on me i'm like oh, i don't really like it either and just like it's neutral right but the content will show up and create a story probably a stressful one or a frustrating one until you can figure out that you're living in a con context that's going to just keep doing that to you until you change the context and i don't mean change houses or move or change people changing your internal belief system changes the context um excuse me the example i've given also many times before is how me shifting my inner world especially around my father wound created a reality where my dad shows up as seemingly a different person <laughs> i didn't change him he's showing up different because the context is different especially in relationship to what i'm expecting from him if i'm expecting for a bomb to go off or him to be mean or i'm going to create situations that probably trigger him or set him off but if i'm not in that context anymore in that paradigm it can't show up so if you needed a little motivation to get your context shifted the, so that the content does not excuse me continue to verify these limiting beliefs now is the time because a lot like i said a lot of people don't understand that whether it's a friendship fallout and or a boss and you not getting along or you not getting pregnant or like all these different areas of life your finances it's all the same stuff I hate to oversimplify today, but that's the message that I'm getting to tell you is that it's all the same. So it's all connected. It's always all connected. Like someone who's like, well, again, like I worked out with, on my business with you, but I really want to work personal now. And I'm always happy to work with clients again and if I have availability and all of that. But I always want to say like, go back and reread your notes around the money thing and just retrace your steps because if you feel like you cracked a code on something in your life whether you cracked a code on making money or generating revenue in your business or you cracked the code in your love life or you cracked the code in your social i don't know nervousness around people it's like you it's all the same just overlay those same steps on the different content if the content is now personal finances and not manifest my dream guy you know the steps for you because chances are you unhooked a couple circuits in that area of life but you didn't do it for the other area because you didn't realize how connected it all was it is all connected and the further i go down my journey and witness clients and long-term clients on the journey i'm like it is all connected it's so easy to see and i think one of the biggest fallacies is like thinking it's not thinking that one area is not connected to the other and i think sometimes it's i get it like if you feel like you're drowning in one area of life it's really nice to cling on to another like a rock in the middle of you know crazy ocean or like riptide or something and at the same time you're gonna have to apply it to that area because it's like I forget which coach if not both of the coaches I've worked with in my life have said it's like whack-a-mole 
right? It's like you get one issue resolved and then you have another. And if you're really lucky, I know this doesn't feel lucky at the time, but all the issues come up at once. And you can kind of just see the connection and the parallel between all of them and reorient yourself, re redo the circuitry and believe differently and your reality will shift. I promise you, your reality will shift. I have felt into and witness so many different reality shifts and it's really cool to see and I don't think anyone talks about the, the sometimes there's a little grief when your reality shifts because you lost a part of your old reality that was so comfortable but comfortable for a lot of a lot of us comfort is not actually comfortable like it's comfortable to feel like sorry it's, it doesn't seem comfortable for in the example of like, oh, I never make enough money and I can never pay off my credit card and I, I just always need more clients or I always need you know a bigger paycheck. It, it, that sounds awful, right? To, be, to not feel like you have enough. But in reality, you're so used to that story. Your context is, I don't have enough, that the content and being in that cycle is actually comfortable for you. It's actually more uncomfortable to switch the pool you're swimming in and be in abundance. I'm serious. Like, think about going from really hot water to really cold water. It's going to feel really different, especially if it's cold on the other side. But regardless of hot or cold or what you prefer, it's like just imagine it's in a totally different environment. Kind of like what I described going from the States in the winter to New Zealand in the summer and let alone just New Zealand on its own feels like a different planet. You have to be ready to feel different. It's going to feel like you need to get your bearings. But the more you can test out that with practicing trying on the feeling, right? Being in your body and the embodiment of said thing you would like to move into, shift, change, transform, etc. The more you're going to understand where it is that you're actually going. So that was a little bit of a tangent on embodiment, but I will say that one of the best things you can do in the beginning, middle, or end of your journey, wherever you are, is to catch yourself when you go into story. She said this, and then this happened. Da, 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 da. It's like, how did I feel? What was the underlying essence? Was it about the brown bear with claws, and it's in my backyard and bow by the forest, or was it about something's going to hurt me because it was probably more about something's going to hurt me not about the brown fur and the fact that it was a bear so i hope that's supportive because so many so much energy i've learned because i'm guilty of this in my life is wasted so much energy is wasted on the story and, and I mean, look at here talking to him. I'm a storyteller. I love telling stories and I have to watch it. I have to be careful because sometimes the content of the story is just a waste of time, especially when it pertains to shifting patterns to change your reality. So if you're lost on anything I've said, obviously email me, DM me, happy to chat about this. But most importantly, this is for anyone who's looking to change something that they really don't like in their life right now. You have to change your context for the situation, which is your subconscious beliefs, thought patterns, limiting beliefs, and programming around whatever that aspect of life is, or just in general. So 
again, don't get caught in the story. Don't get lost in the story. Don't keep telling the story because that's just, it's like, that's just going to myelinate those circuitry patterns. Um, and that's not helpful either. So thank you for listening. I feel like there's so much more I could share on New Zealand. Obviously, if anyone out there has questions about it, let me know. Um, we will be back with tons more interviews on Sundays. I'm hoping to keep dropping these solo casts on Fridays just because I love sharing what I'm seeing with clients as I still serve just a few select clients while building Cozy Cozy. Um, and on the Cozy Cozy front, still looking forward to our brand shoot in like 12 days. And what else? We are launching our first two products are, which I'm going to save that news for another episode, but we are launching two products in June. We have our patents uh, officially like started to file, but I want to wait till they're like file filed before I can really share the first hero product. Um, but anyway, thanks for listening, guys. I am always on Instagram. You can reach me there. You can find my meditations, the link to pre-register, like get on the waiting list for the retreat I'm co-hosting in the fall, and um, all the things. Contact me if you need anything, and thank you so much for tuning in. I've really missed you guys so much, and we'll have much more to share as the month rolls on. So thanks for being here, and I look forward to being with you all soon. Lots of love.